was cracking lovely people. Big Feed Up HQ podcast. We're back. I did my little bimble at the weekend and I've managed to get a good friend and uh, trail runner on the pod. A chap called Jez Bragg. I'm going to put tons of information in the bio about all of the races and experiences, links to loads of photos of his shirt off and all that kind of jazz. So um, you can look all of that stuff up. But um, yeah, to begin with, I suppose I met Jez at an event for a clothing brand that we both worked at down in Exeter. And he was running around there in his short shorts. And we've kind of, yeah, we, we, we stayed friends and stay in touch since then. And it's good to get him on the podcast for, you know, 15, 20 minutes of chat. So, mate, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. God, it's, uh, yeah, it feels like um, quite a while since we since, since we hooked up. But, yeah, you've been you've been at it as well, like out in Cortina, boshing bosh the trails. Good man. <laughs> Trying, mate. Yeah, I've got a long way to go. When I, when I, when I actually, because I've never actually Googled you, which is quite a fun, weird, like, weird thing to do anyway when you know someone. And then I went on to the... <laughs> to the North Face site and there's just like lists and lists of the things you've done and I'm like mate how have you still got legs? <laughs> I don't know I did, I, I'm starting to wonder whether it might be catching starting to catch up with me but yeah I'm still at it I mean I've been I've been going for like 15 years now with pretty pretty long runs and high mileage and and it's yeah, no, it's like it's, it's still happening. I can still I can still crack the long run. Still still absolutely loving it, and you know just loving the community aspect and you know like travel opportunities. And, yeah, you know, it's um, it's an awesome thing to be part of. So yeah, long long may it last. Really, just trying to just trying to keep the body together for um, for, for for the big ones. Well, that's the thing, because obviously we can go into talking about racing and training but the good thing is you're kind of between events or races or whatever you want to call it so what you know what does what does recovery look like for you mate because you're so experienced and obviously it's individual be quite interesting to maybe explore that rather than dive straight into a oh yeah you know when you've been running for x amount of days and how hard it is and yeah what do you do between events or or um, projects and things yeah so i mean it's quite relevant at the minute uh so i a couple of weekends ago, I was up in the Outer Hebrides. I did a, a long trail up there, which sort of goes along all the Outer Hebridean islands, um, from from like the southernmost island right up to Stornoway. So it was um, it was an amazing run. But yeah, so like since then, it wasn't sort of like a really fast sort of redlining it type of race effort. It was a bit of a slow burn in terms of the pace. Um, so like I haven't felt trashed afterwards but I've, I feel as though I do need to sort of um, you know allow allow the body to um, re- recover properly at the same time so I mean I've been I've been sort of swimming and out on the road bike the weather's obviously awesome at the moment I, I kind of find that like just doing um, different type of exercises at a relatively comfortable level is kind of better than you know just sort of downing tools for a few weeks. It's almost just like keeping the body keeping the body mobile, but you know just just allowing it to sort of spin out through the cycling or just sort of ease out in the pool. And um, like my first session back, what's well, you know session first sort of exercise back would be you know a couple of couple of stints in the pool just to 
you know, just get the joints mobile and, you know, I had sort of fairly swollen feet and ankles and just kind of helps like disperse the, you know, the excess fluid and swelling and that, that, that sort of thing. So yeah. I, I do kind of find that more of an active recovery is, um, is, is, is better for me rather than just like, you know, sitting down watching the World Cup for a few weeks, which uh, is, perhaps, is perhaps tempting. Yeah, no, I was the same. We kind of made sure we booked after the thing I did on Saturday. We booked a, a place accommodation with, with a sauna and a bit of a plunge pool. And I kind of, yeah, swam a little. Like, even though I'm terrible at swimming, I flapped around in there. And then, um, yeah, just got got in and out of saunas and, and plunge pools hot and cold and, and just did quite a lot of bodyweight training because I, I love that. You know, you've been to some of the classes and things I do, the, the press-ups. Yeah the lunges, the squats, things like that. And similar to you, it's just getting getting the body through different ranges of movement. And and I wasn't as sore. Like Monday, Tuesday, I wasn't as sore as I thought, even though that was the longest, the longest and highest I've ever gone running wise or hiking or whatever. And yeah, I, I like I seem to recover better than expected, but actually moving more than than I thought, you know, I should have maybe. I was like, oh am I being too active after the race? But actually I think it was probably the best thing to do. It's totally the way forward. It it, 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 it kind of re- remobilizes the body, you know. And, and I think even just you know walking it off the day, the, you know, the day immediately after the race, and then um, yeah, and then swimming, cycling, and whatever it is, wherever you are, just something which is not sort of um, you know out and out running, just to get everything get, get everything going again. There's a lot you can do without um, you know whilst your body is still recovering, as you mentioned, you know, like. Just, just core exercises, and you know, perhaps to do a bit, bit, bit of upper body, or focus on something which perhaps got compromised whilst you were focusing on your running, you know, towards towards your, your target event. So it's just kind of like thinking outside the box a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, mate, from the from the nutrition point of view, it's interesting because obviously, not a lot of people know how you probably have to be a little bit more specific. With your with your diet in general, and then obviously your pre, during, and, and post nutrition as well, compared to most. So is that something that you that you're very kind of you know you've obviously honed it over your 15 years of racing and competing, but does that does that change, or has that changed over time, or, or you know what, what what are you doing now with that side of things? I'd yeah I'd say like um, back in the day I used to just a lot more sugar than I do now you know like during during the races just to kind of um, get that instant hit to sort of to, to get me through I'd say I do lean a lot more towards um, just normal foods like during during long runs uh, like just knocking up sort of you know like rice cakes or homemade flapjacks or you know stuff like that which has actually got some normal ingredients in it um, as opposed to, you know, the so-called uh, sports nutrition products, which are, you know, just just a complete sugar fest. That said, you know, there are times in a in a in a really long run. I'm sure you can relate to it. Last weekend, when it's roasting hot and, you know, you're feeling pretty 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 bombed, that you do need, um, you know, some simple sugars just to kind of give you a, give you a bit of a, a kick up that big climb. So. Um, it's kind of just rolling with what what I feel like at the time, but you know I, I used to do I used to do my 
big sort of long races and just be, you know, literally just boshing back like LucasAid Sport type products, you know, just the whole time. And, you know, you get to the end and you like your teeth just feel like they're decaying inside your mouth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just just absolutely ruining your insides. And, you know, it's not, it's not a it's not a good kind of sustainable fueling strategy for for for, for really long runs. So I think that's just kind of come about through experience and um, and and I've, I think I've just become a lot more aware. I mean I've I suffer from um, ulcerative colitis, which is like a, which is like a bowel disease, something I'm I'm stuck with long term, and I just have to manage. And you know again, just like sugar bombs are not good for, 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 for that condition so you know just anything which is easy to digest and kind of like uh, you know soft and uh, you know kinder to the uh, to, to, to my to, to my stomach is um, has got to be better really yeah. Uh, so yeah I mean, I mean it's something I've had since before I even started running, in fact, it was a trigger for me just getting fit. I was like, well, I've got this um, condition and I I need to give my body the best possible chance to fighting it. So I'm just going to be really fit and active and healthy. And you know, I became a bit of a gym buddy and then, you know, did the London Marathon, raising money for the charity linked to, to my condition. And, and that was it. I, <laughs> I ended up becoming, you know, like... Um, an, an, an elite sort of trail runner um, on the back of you know getting an illness and that that's a true story and I've kept it sort of fairly quiet um, over the years because it's it is quite a private thing and you know people that know me when, when we're out training realise I have to you know disappear into the bushes fairly frequently but it's you know yeah it's just kind of part and parcel of it but I think I think the experience of um, or, or, or what the whole sort of training scene's given me in terms of like just escapism and um, you know being good for the head and the mind and um, de-stressing has kind of like far outweighed any um, additional sort of pressure it might sort of put put on my body really. So yeah, that is the thing. It is interesting when I've, you know even I've transitioned from a lot of gym a lot of rugby and team based stuff and I do miss that but actually now because it's it, it's busy with with work like everyone usually is and, and, and living in a, in, a, in a busy city as well I, I do like that a couple of hours a week that I can devote to to running a, you know a little bit further and and the intensity doesn't have to be crazy and I often find that you know those slow and slow sessions for the mind are absolutely awesome and you just get that bit of reset um, and it was yeah even and even though there was parts where I was absolutely hanging out of my hoop on on the Saturday, when 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 you can look up and you look around these places, it's pretty special in you know, all these different nationalities and ages and body compositions outdoors and you know some some people are want to get ahead and you get whacked with the odd odd pole, but then others are, everyone's pretty kind and and it's uh, mate yeah I, I never thought when I first started to do a little bit of this different kind of training get outside and run a bit more that i'd end up on some you know mountain in in this in this kind of uh, atmosphere and it's uh, yeah it's 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 really mega for the mind definitely it just grounds it's you a bit doesn't it yeah it's your own little project as well because 
obviously you can go and run these events with hundreds of other people or you can go out training with someone else but ultimately you've got to you've got to wake up on a Saturday or Sunday morning and say right you know I'm going to go and do it I'm going to go and run for a couple of hours um got to get yourself out the door, you've got to fight all those little voices at the back of your head. No matter how many times you go out, you still get it. It's like, you know, why are you doing it? You know, you don't need to do this. You know, <laughs> why don't you just chill out for a bit? You get out there, you just, you know, you get into your run, start flowing, feels amazing. But as you say, like, you also kind of um, get that amazing experience where you're, you're totally hanging out and, you know, you know, the, the voices are coming back, but then you sort of look up and you're like, well, you know, I'm so fortunate to be able to to be doing this and to have this opportunity and to, to have the body to be able to do it. And, and that kind of like just gives you strength to just to crack on and do it. And, and, and through that, you get this amazing kind of roller coaster experience that when you get to the end, you're just totally buzzing and deservedly so. You know, it's, it's really mm. memorable stuff. So awesome, mm. man. And how has it changed? Because you're, you know, you you've had to be ridiculously competitive over some over your career with some of your some of your racing, and especially, um, you know, with, with one in particular, isn't it? Actually, isn't it this weekend the the UTMB out in out in France? Oh no, it's the it's the it's the Mont Blanc Marathon this weekend. Oh, it's different. Uh, which, which is another like big family weekend for traveling. Ah, yeah. see, so it shows how little I know. But anyway, on you know some of those races that are that are world renowned, and then obviously a few years ago when you when you were, you know when you were winning some of these or you were starting and and people were like right you know Jez has got skin in the game here this could be a top three finish compared to, you know going up to the Hebrides now you you went yourself I know we've had I've had Ben on here the the photographer so some of the audience would have listened to him and I think he was up there, you know what's is that is that more motivating for you now to kind of just run and explore and 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 you know be there yourself or do you miss that that kind of side of things where you're sprinting through those towns and everyone's got their eyes on you and it's you know it's like a big occasion how how do you find that uh, I, I i would always say that i enjoy my training and like solo trips to the hills or solo like you know long trail runs more so than than the racing I mean it's, it's pretty stressful um, you know standing on the start line of a race like UTMB with you know two and a half thousand people behind you and like all the world's best alongside you and you know um, with a hundred miles in front of you Friday evening um, <laughs> it's so nuts. like it yeah like it's um, yeah it's, uh, it's pretty full on um, albeit you know, still memorable and, and like epic and you know amazing in different ways. But yeah, I, I I definitely say the enjoyment factor is much higher from you know just say just just coming across you know a trail in a new location and just going and running it because you, you do get the ultimate experience that way and it's just a true sort of solo adventure. So I've I've always done a bit of both in all honesty. Um, I've done big weekends, big sort of one-off challenges. Um, you know, around the UK, elsewhere, alongside my racing. I think inevitably is like, I've got less sharpness and slightly more, um, you know, aged and fatigued legs. I'm going to be less competitive at, at the racing side of things. And uh, But conversely, like the experience I built up in just, 
you know, cracking out big mileage and, you know, nav and nutrition and to get through, you know, like big solo long runs means I can probably, um, you know, maintain success and, and um, you know, that side of challenges and things. So I can see myself heading more in that direction. And, and yeah, up in the Hebrides last weekend, it, it just kind of it hit home. I, I loved every minute of it, you know. We start, it started in, you know, kissing rep for like four hours. I was absolutely loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, we then had every single weather imaginable over the course of the weekend. But you kind of, you're on this like really meaningful journey, you know, across the islands, point to point, you know, geographically, you know, the route makes sense. And it's just, it's just epic. And, you know, mo- you know, like 90% of the time I was just on my own and would rock up and, 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 and sort of take some shots and um, support me with like nutrition and stuff um, so it's just like the, the, the perfect setup and uh, yeah that, that sort of project was all about um, we're doing like a feature article on you know around what you can uh, achieve you know over the course of a weekend and, and um, you know there's like a kind of an inspiration inspiration piece um, so you know it's, that, that, that was pretty cool and I've got a few other sort of ideas um, up, the, up the sleeve over the course of the summer as well so yeah there's plenty Quality. out there <laughs> mate if you need me to hand you flapjacks give me a shout I'd love to do that <laughs> Get a little, get a little big, a little kind of big feed up van, and we can just start handing out, handing out some serious, serious dinners. Right, I'm all over that. That I sounds good. We, um, I, I was, I was about sort of 80 miles in. I was in the car park at, in this little village. <laughs> I, it was quite hot, and I was starting to sort of hang a bit. And this dude rocks up with this, um, with this smart car. He opens the boot, and he's like cooking up hot dogs in the boot of a smart car there's not, there's not many like cafes and restaurants or like anything like that in the heads it's pretty it's pretty wild and it was like I thought I was hallucinating it was just <laughs> perfect yeah like tri- triple hot dog onions tomato sauce uh, mustard you know like dirty but kind of semi-normal food was just like heaven absolutely heaven <laughs> that is the thing but then again you know from a from a from an energy balance standpoint, mate, that might sound like a serious eats for some people, but the amount the amount of energy that you're burning, and then sometimes you know the the saltiness, a little bit of protein at that stage, you know, sometimes that that is a a perfect form of of nutrition for what you're doing and and morale because those things even if it is a a weekend away, you've been on your feet and it's uh, made from a morale standpoint. Yeah, I remember putting in, it was like boiled potatoes and eggs I was having at the last aid station at, at Cortina Gosh. and I just didn't yeah. want I didn't want anything sweet anymore and um and you know the drinks and everything I'd had I'd had a lot of nut butters a lot of salted almonds and things like that and then yeah I, d- I don't know you just it's hard to describe but you just sometimes you just fancy what's there um and that made that is quality that's so good the triple hot dog <laughs> so how did you um you know for people that would would obviously this piece is going to come out and you know I can I can link to that and stuff eventually or if you let me know where people can read that and find it later on down the line that'd be really good but how you know how do you get to where you were if people wanted to to just generally explore you know those those trails or 
or the kind of um, adventure that you had or is that something that you, that you're going to explain in this article and you know you want to hold it back or you, you mean up in the peps in yeah the, yeah like what's the route for people because obviously people will look it up but it's always good to hear a bit of a story about all oh, right you know we this is how we plan something like this yeah i mean it it was pretty simple, really. It was it was quite similar to New Zealand, like um, but obviously on a much smaller scale. I just I just came across um, the Long Trail. It's called it's just called the Hebridean Way. It's a relatively new thing, but like the EU have pumped in I think three million pounds to to help create this trail, uh, and then it starts on Vatasay, which is like the southernmost. Um, uh, inhabited island of the Outer Hebrides, and and then it just kind of meanders its way up to to finish in Stornoway, which is um, up in up in Lewis, uh, like not not the northernmost point of the Outer Hebs, but it's it's fairly well north. Uh, quite a lot of the islands, there's like ten islands. Um, quite a few of them are linked by causeways, which have been built fairly recently. Um, but then there's kind of a couple of ferry crossings as well, which is sort of a, a, an hour reach. Uh, actually, it just appealed, like simple as that. Yeah, yeah. sounds great. A way, a way part through is perfect because yeah, you've got to have your map and you've got to be nav aware, but you don't have to think too much about it. You can just kind of like you know follow the the way markers and the finger post, and it'll generally point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, terrain up there. It was just unbelievable. I mean, it's famous for its sort of, um, you know, white sand beaches and, 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 and the water just lights up turquoise as soon as the sun comes out. When it's sort of grey and overcast, it's kind of like really moody and atmospheric and epic as well. Um, and then it, there are all these sort of really um, expansive um, uh, sections of open moorland, which they've, they've just boshed the street. The, 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 tra- the trail straight across and like if you just had to cut across it would just be like wading through bog and peat and stuff but they built these um, like raised peat paths which are really cool so they just like they dig a channel either side of the path they like build up all the spoil from the channels to kind of like raise the level of the path and it's sort of like self-drained and it's, it's really it's really simple but really really neat and, and mm. you just yeah, you're just kind of like cruising across all the moors on on these sort of slightly raised, um, uh, yeah, peak path. Really amazing. Yeah, that sounds decent. So you say so. So the they've been inve- they've invested around three million on on the route and the trails and 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 the infrastructure out there. That's absolutely mega. Yeah, like bridges cool. and uh, boardwalks and yeah, obviously a huge amount of sort of signposting as well. So. Yeah. And what was the distance? So if you do, if someone obviously is is um, you know adventurous as much as you, what's south to north? What what was what was the mileage? And and did you have a bit of a plan to do it in a certain time? And what went down? This, um, Cicerone make um, uh, they've got an amazing collection of guidebooks um, for sort of hikers. So they've done a, they've done a guidebook for it, and they. They recommend uh, 10 to 14 days, uh, like backpacking on, on, on the route. So, uh, so I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be like a day and a half, probably, probably <laughs> boxing it. So, so I went for a fairly, fairly aggressive target, which was kind of sort of um, based around like when the ferry crossings were and when we could sort of fly into the south and then, you know, um, 
equally like uh, get a flight back from Stornoway as well. Uh, so yeah, I think they quote it as being maybe 155 miles, um, but I think it turned out to be like 163 or something, final mileage with about 15,000 feet of elevation, the total thing. Um, so it started, started about 4 a.m. Saturday and then finished about 5 a.m. Monday. So it was, it was just over just over two days and then I think the running time was about 32 hours um, and then the rest of the time was we, we, we got a fairly good night's rest on the second night um, and then obviously a couple of little ferry crossings as well. So, yeah. so, you, I mean, so you ran all... Sorry, go on, Karen. Yeah, I was just going to say, I high, highly recommend it just through variety of the terrain. Um, I saw six people on the trail over the course of the weekend, um, which, you know, you just feel like you're in the wilderness all the time. Right. Really, really, really amazing. And, it, and it's just amazing to kind of have that... Um, feeling and experience, you know, whilst you're still on UK soil, it's quite, yeah. it's, it's pretty unique in that sense, really yeah. is. Man, I bet those six people didn't know what was going on when you hurt all past them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you yeah. slept, so you ran, so you ran all Saturday and then, and then you, did you bed down at all Saturday night and then Sunday obviously cracked it again and then finished finish Monday morning like what when were you when were you not running or kind of recovering or waiting for ferries and stuff yeah so it's so 4am Saturday the first session was about three or four hours then there was um, an hour long ferry crossing and then it was just a really long continuous run all the way through to 1am on Sunday morning which is when I got to the the big crossing between North Uist and um Harris, um, and then and then we had to sort of wait about six or seven hours for the ferry. Um, so we got the ferry at I don't know it was about nine a.m. Sunday morning, um, and then the final section was sort of and I started to slow up a bit all, all through Sunday, Sunday night, and um, yeah, Sunday night it was it turned into a bit of an epic. It was it was getting quite cold. It was very windy. Um, sort of getting a bit low on provisions and it was um yeah it was definitely some fairly fairly testing moments just to just to get it done i had, I had quite a bit of tendonitis in my bottom of my shin each side of um, my lower leg um so yeah it was, it was nice to get it done i certainly had to to go through it particularly particularly towards the end um but yeah it was like longest run today really because i kind of it kind of felt like a continuous effort um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it pretty much is apart, you know, apart from like that's that five or six hours on the on the ferry. But I suppose did you get a few hours sleep then? So you didn't really. It's not like you were standing around. Yeah, I got a few hours, but you kind of like always sort of, you know, it's always like sorting kit and just yeah. you know, just like admin basically. So yeah, not not a huge amount of um, kit over the course of the weekend, but yeah, fair. And then yeah, what did you carry? Kind of what did you? For for geeky for the geeky kind of um, people that do these kind of things, what you know, what what was what was on your person for the most amount of time, and then did obviously you had a little bit of a support team or or what you know how did that go down? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly light sort of day pack setup. Um, I was mainly nabbing through through like a, a GPS, um, like a colour screen sort of Garmin unit, um, which had the route plotted on, which was generally pretty good. Um, like survival bag, uh, backup map and compass, waterproofs, um, bit of food, phone, um, like battery pack, that sort of thing. So like fair, fairly light setup, but enough. So if um, you know, I didn't. You know, if I missed then or if I got stuck somewhere, I'd be uh, I'd be okay and safe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of that balance between staying fast and light, so you can move quickly, but also you know just carrying enough. So you know, if you do turn your ankle or something, you you're not going to get yourself freeze in too much strife. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The yeah. number one item in the bag every 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 long run is is like a is is a full survival bag. You know, I've spent I've spent nights in a full survival bag, and you know, even in the coldest weather, you're going to be okay. You're sealed up. You you stay dry. You know, it just keeps the heat in, and that's obviously the the key thing. Um, yeah, quality. Yeah. Very interesting. That's definitely something I have to look into as well. That going up there, that sounds mega. Yeah, like I've always wanted wanted to. Oh, I went on honeymoon up to um, one of the islands, but I'd, we, I'd never been on all the other islands, and just to kind of like do it all and experience it all and see all the different landscapes, kind of in one continuous experience, was unforgettable. There's no other way to describe it. You know, truly, tr- tr- you know, it should be once once I get around to writing it, Ben's finished editing the pics. It should make um, a pretty cool article, and hopefully, it will. Um, yeah, spread a bit of love and inspiration for people to go and have a crack at that sort of adventure themselves, which is what, what it's all about. Me, uh, definitely. De- de- definitely those are my best experiences looking back on on my running career. You know, just those random solo weekend adventures, pushing yourself hard, coming back to work on a Monday or Tuesday morning and, like, you know, just knowing that you've just done something really really amazing and it, you know with a clear head as well a clear but tired head <laughs> yeah man that's great i think we'll just finish there because that's you know in essence why i wanted to get you on because i think anyone that i've spoken to a few people about how i was gonna crack a few minutes with you on the pod and all that kind of stuff and obviously people are always interested in finding out about what elite elite athletes and and runners and things like yourself are up to, and I think that's just something nice and a bit different, you know, really, yep. really different. Random, random solo weekend adventures, clear but tired head. That's definitely something I'm going to use. <laughs> yeah, so. get, get involved, mate. Yeah, that's and, and there's, there's there's so many so many options out there. You just need to um, just use your imagination a bit um, and 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 just set the bar high so you are you are pushing yourself, you know, fairly hard and you'd be amazing how that kind of draws you through to, to, to get it done. You know, if you've got a if you've got a if you've got a training book to, to, to get you out of the, the finish location or, or a plane booked or in there anything like that, it, it's amazing how it focuses the mind for you to to get it done and get it get it boshed out. So yeah. That's the thing. That's great. I was. I am actually interested in, like you said, something where you can take a short flight, 
do something like running or hiking or, 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 or trailing and stuff and then getting getting a flight back that day or that evening obviously yours is just a little bit more extended because you're so much more experienced in the outdoors and that kind of that kind of mileage is way beyond me but I'm definitely I don't know I'm looking into something I, I did think about maybe maybe doing something marathon based in Jersey or somewhere where you know you take that you take that 7am flight you do you do the distance and then you take the 7pm flight home but yeah it's definitely given yeah. me some inspiration to think about it We'll have to have some conversations off the pod, mate. We'll have to have some conversations yeah. off the pod and sort something out and get get some uh, get that guy in his smart smart van and his hot dogs. <laughs> to follow us. Yeah, that was that, that was surreal. But yeah, <laughs> I think you might have imagined it actually, looking around now. Because when you said you saw six people and then this this guy turned up with a hot dog van, that's probably that's probably <laughs> serious hallucination. <laughs> Quality, there's, de- there's definitely plenty of hallucinating going on at yeah. <laughs> last night. But... Alright, well, um, yeah, I suppose if people if people do want to find out more, um, obviously you, you still need to put the article and things like that together, but how, mate, how can people find out about you and, and you know, what you do in, in all of this kind of out, outdoor stuff? I know, you, I know you've started to use Instagram a little bit more, finally, which is good. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> world <laughs> yeah so how how can how can people follow you even though you like to go off on solo weekends and not be bothered by anyone but if someone does want to watch what you're doing how do they do it i think the social media is probably the best um we're not quite sure where the article is going to land for the um for the heads writer but obviously as soon as as soon as it does and it's out there i'll um i'll ping that out on on social media um, but yeah just the usual sort of Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and Strava as well. I kind of there's quite a lot of storytelling that can be done through Strava as well. You know, mm, you mm. kind of get a, re- a real sense of um, you know pace and terrain and all that sort of thing. So I'm definitely more into those um, quick hit sort of um, options as opposed to um, I, I, the blogs kind of died a bit. But some of my older adventures are. Um, blog which is jessbrack.co.uk and you know like I did a quite a quite an extensive sort of day by day account of New Zealand and um, various big weekends Scotland um, you know Alps all, all over the place really so there, 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 there are ideas there um, but social is probably the, 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 the best option for, for, for sort of latest stuff and so I've got a few, a few little um trips planned over the summer and then I've, I'm doing um, something really daft in September I'm doing the, the Tour de Giant which is that crazy 300k thing in in in, in from Cormier in the Italian Alps um, non-stopper so um, so the sleep deprivation of the Hebs should um, should be a useful kind of experience and training tool for that and God I, that that race like puts the uh, proper fear into me so I mean, that's a race that's not just a project that you're doing that's that's a 300k race 900 900 runners um 330k and it's they quote it as having 24,000 meters of climbing huh? which is, is like i don't know 80,000 feet but apparently everyone uh registered it as having like over 30,000 meters which is 100,000 feet when they ran it last year so 
Yeah. What? I did like I did like just under I did like just under three thousand feet and I was absolutely dangling, mate. That is unbelievable. We'll have to definitely speak about that off the pod because I'd love to come and like check that out as well. That might have to be a sneaky little. Is that is that a weekend or is it over a? Is it over a? Uh, when's that? It's so it's a non-stop race. Uh, I think the cutoff is like six days. I mean, it's basically sort of like two UTMBs in scale plus plus extra climbing. It's kind of that sort of format, you know. They have checkpoints up in the the mountain huts and stuff. You know, they, they have a huge um, support team um, kind of out there. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be it's going to be absolutely epic. Wow, mate, quality, absolute bombshell to finish on the pod <laughs> that is awesome so that's um, that, 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 that's September's um, entertainment uh, so yeah I'm just kind of trying to get my head into the idea of massive sleep deprivation yeah um, fueling I need to speak to you about fueling for three days and you know that sort of thing yeah, um, it's, yeah. Like, it's a different ball game it's a different ball game I like sleep strategy so it's, yeah interesting wow. No, cool, mate. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about that. Nice. Okay. Well, um, mate, yeah. Cheers. I'll put I'll put everything that that Jez has spoken about in the in the link in the copy, and then obviously there's, there'll be a ton of stuff in in the notes and things as well. And um, yeah, mate, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I think um, for for people that are listening or have just dis- discovered the pod as well, it's a nice little bit of escapism as well because you you know you generally have experiences of things that not a lot of people um, you know have on their radar. So yeah, it was great. Pleasure, mate. Great to speak. Good man. Cheers.